Hi everyone! Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram Live podcast where I sit by my window and chat with very interesting people. Today's guest is Anna Gustafson. Oh my gosh, Anna, I practice it. Anna Gustafson. I think that was right. I have faith in that. I'm very excited to chat with her. I met her online and now we're going to have... Oh, uh, I, get it. I guess it's still not in person, but this feels more intimate than like a Zoom gathering. We'll find out if it works. Okay. Oh, hi, Naomi. Nice to see you. Uh, let's invite. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if it's going to happen. Oh my gosh. This is like the most nerve wracking myself. Oh, okay. I sent you an invite, Anna. Ah! It worked. Ah! Okay. Ah! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This is the best. Okay, so it works. The hardest now, we, part. now we're done. It is the hardest part. I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. Here's a very, here's an attempt at a reel. Uh, an attempt at a reel? Yeah, the little video that thing I doing? sent you. Yeah. Oh, that, that was so very good. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why I was hearing the Banga Boys, though. Oh, I, was that was, I thought you were that, talking. That was me. No, I, I intentionally chose that song. <laughs> yeah, it made me smile because I, I think it's fun. I think the 90s are fun when they're no longer relevant. That's, that's my style. So I was just bombing across the gardener, or yeah, the gardener this morning at 7.30, and a song came on from the 90s um, that was like a hit song when the Friends show was just starting. It was just one of those songs that was like, Wee! back when I started comedy, Wee! I hit traffic get and you like, in the comedy mood though, right? You need those songs that are just, yeah. 90s, that, I have a, that every green room should only play 90s songs. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> you know what? It's a, I have playlists that are for specific times in my life. And there's one that's all the songs that I used to listen to on the way to doing a set, like driving out to an open mic in Vancouver. So now that I'm oh, yeah. writing, I wore a writing more. shirt for you. Oh, bless. Um, well, I know you say you were from BC, but I don't have like a Lund shirt. So this was the best I could do. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it pronounced Lund? Lund? Yes, I'm really it, bad with pronunciations. I, I think they call it Lund. 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 Okay. Um, How are you feeling? Just like Gustafsson. It could be Gustafsson or Gustafsson. Or oh, yeah. They I thought... shorten it to the goose sometimes. That's the thing, because you call yourself Goose. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's Goose. Goose. Stefson, I butchered your name when I asked you before, and I was a little embarrassed. No, 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 uh, no. It's, like, it's because say it. Okay. It was Brent Butt that was the first person to do that because he. It, it's a difficult last name, so he just started calling me the Goose, and I'm like, that's a good handle. And I think right around when uh, Top Gun came out, so I'm like, <laughs> into this, start wearing aviators. I that's I think that's a cool name though. I I like having a handle. It's fun. It helps when you have a, a good nickname, right? You're like, oh yeah, the goose. The goose is here. Cool. Wait, yeah. do people call you? Should I be of... calling you the goose? Is that no? I'm no. I'm a bit. I, it's it's fine. It's a better. It's better as a social media handle than it is in my face. Yeah, <laughs> as that's a true. Middle aged woman. Hey, goose. It's like hello. <laughs> Just, when you're playing duck, duck, goose, it's very confusing. And yeah. <laughs> so is it echoey? It feels, I'm in a big room, it's, it's kind of It's echoey. not terrible. I thought it would be worse. Okay, it's actually good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Because I love it. I'm not moving. I, we're on the road. I love this. You're like, I'm going to be somewhere. Can we make it work? Technology. Yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing a screenplay, screenplay right now. Maybe this is a bad thing to do. Um, give away your secrets. But there's an old guy in it that every time something happens that to do with technology that he's impressed by, he goes, Technology! He's conquering the world. I'm laughing because I resonate very much with that character. And that's how I feel <laughs> on a daily basis. Every time these work. Okay. What? <laughs> You're on my screen? How? I know. We take so much for granted. And like every comic of my vintage, we're so glad that none of our stuff is online out of our control. Everything's on VHS. So <laughs> locked in the closet. See, I always wonder that. Would your, would the material you created back in the day, would you have gotten canceled by now? Like, oh, I'm sure something. Not that you're, again, I think you're like the nicest person, but you know, maybe Zoom. Uh, but with comedy, you, it's no. like you have to push the envelope. And would you, I just think everyone would have pushed it to a point of being canceled. Uh, 
I mean, it depends on what lens you're focused through. Yeah, I just go very like how you negative, have your, very negative. Your cancel lens. lens? Yeah, it's like, just I everything think... is canceled. Like, oh, you don't drink lattes? Canceled. That's how I am. So, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Screw you, lady. <laughs> oh, you're a Cortado person? You're too fancy for me. Canceled. <laughs> What's a Cortado? Is that a kind of a, it is, is that a, like craft a, coffee? No, it's um, it's a different ratio of coffee know. to milk. I have no idea what that is, but it's the it's a fancy way to order. Like a misto. What the hell's a misto? That's like it's something like miso. Like I don't it know does. And what if you mistakenly say miso and they do miso and then you get miso in your coffee? That just doesn't blend. That's disgusting. I like coffee with a lot of milk in it, and then somebody gave it a name one day, and I was like, okay, I'll fine. That's fine. That is a like, cafe I call it that. Yeah. yeah. It sounds cool, right? <laughs> Coffee with milk? No, I'll have a cafe misto. Thank you so much. Mm. I don't even know what's in misto. I have lattes. Oh, that I don't know. French. <laughs> I latte. Yeah, I love it. So maybe I get, I get canceled for drinking milk. Maybe. Not. Oh, are you not Home a non? Press. Oh, oh. You drink the real milk? No, I actually, is... I, I'm not against it. I, I buy um, cashew milk now. And oh, oat fancy. milk. I have oh, this idea yeah. that oat milk somehow helps farmers in Canada. Might be that. might be bullshit, but <laughs> I just makes me think somebody out there is selling some oats and then squishing them and making milk, and I can buy that. Doesn't sound too environmentally tragic. Oats are local. I don't know if we grow almonds in Canada. Do we? I have no idea. Harder. To I did squish. not see. I love these because I didn't even see the conversation going this way, and now you've opened my mind, and I'm researching this. Oh no, oh, that's I me. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Wait, did you lose me first? That's Somebody, I wish back? I could remember. No, no, we're back. Oh, we're good. I, okay. I wish I could remember who this person is. There's a, a comedian that used to say, they would tar start telling a story and they would say, um, come with me. I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to find my way back. If they went off on a tangent, go come with, they'd invite the audience to come with them and say, I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get us back. And it was such a beautiful invitation to some wild tangent. And if anybody that's watching knows who that comic was, I'd love to give them credit because it's just such a beautiful, come with me. <laughs> I'll take responsibility and I will get you back safely. And I'm going to try a new bit while we're there. So I, I think that should be a daily disclaimer for myself. Like I'm going to go, we're going to go on a journey every live. We're going on a journey. We're just going to chat, see what comes up. Eventually, I'll tell them about your awesome bio and how cool you are as a person. We're getting there. But just <laughs> stick with me. Oh, that's genius. It's like waste. Unplug it. Just live your life. <laughs> get, in traffic, get stuck in traffic. It's not the end of the world. But is it? It might be. It... Traffic? Oh, God. If, you, if you're scared of traffic in Toronto, you're in trouble. I think that's just, that should be part of the driver's test, right? Like they should make you sit in traffic for 20, 30 minutes and see how you respond. I just think that's a necessity. I feel bad for that's the driver. That's a really good idea. I mean, so, I mean, is it though like time-wise, right? How many people can pass a test in a day? But from an anger management perspective, I think a lot of people wouldn't pass. And we would save like a lot of, you know, that's unnecessary a really good idea. That would be a great side hustle. You take new drivers part of their test is you go out to the gardener and you put it in park in the center lane in the afternoon and you just watch how they handle themselves because people you know are you going to fall prey to the people that tell you you're wrong and that you shouldn't be there or are you going to are you going to stand in your in your power <laughs> own your power you know, own your power in the gardener expressway <laughs> and just be calm i'd fail i just thinking about it makes me mad I mean, pushing it to the gardener, that's, I wasn't even thinking there. I was thinking basic street traffic, just oh, getting think. stuck, literally just in a, in a one lane and really bothering someone not moving, going 40 in like a 70 zone. But no, the gardener is a whole other, that would be a or terrible. Or just pull up like you're, like you're trying to parallel park on college and just not back up. Just put your <laughs> blinker on like you're waiting for somebody to come out of a restaurant. Just hang on. <laughs> one second. Uh, oh, that's. Kindness gets you into great. a lot of trouble in Toronto. If you let somebody in and then a whole yeah. bunch of people go in, the person behind you goes bananas. You can see them in their car just going nuts. 
So you got to be careful with your kindness. You got to dole it out in like manageable pieces in Toronto. Else people are they're either suspicious or they're pissed off at what happened because you were kind. Wait, aren't you, thinking, on, sorry. aren't you in that goodness, goodness, what's that goodness oh, yeah. group? I looked up the name. Is this, is, is this part Gathering of the ring for goodness? Gathering for Look goodness. Earth, which people think is a, a religious cult, but that's okay. Cause it, <laughs> so it's, it, that's a, a sort of a side um, project that my partner, Peter, and his, one of his associates, uh, Hashem Shafi, and a person that works at Google, is a um, Vivian Ip, and the four of us were talking and about um, how goodness, like good deeds and good practices and, and doing work for um, good causes, and even like little micro, micro kindnesses within your business about, you know, sharing wealth. And it just was a conversation that turned into, we should start getting together and talking to people about what it means to have that kind of lens on your business practices and how to, how to incorporate that into your business. This is like comedy gold. And then um, we turned into like, we, we, it started before the pandemic and we thought, oh, okay, well one day we'll do these things. Cause it was meant to be a live, right. let's get together and have like storytelling oh. around business practices. Cool. Um, like uh, just kindnesses that people do and, and decisions that are made at a corporate level that are good to their whole, you know, mm. client base and, and people that work at their business and stuff. So we've had a couple guys in um, speaking and it's been really cool. And right now we're just trying to figure out what it is. Like it's really, Love that. it's really getting people together that have, that are in a position where they make decisions and the kind of decisions that you can make where kindness kinds of rains down into your organization and how that filters out into the world. I have no idea how to explain what this is yet because we're still figuring out. But no, that's really fine. Good. Honestly, it's, it feels so good. It, it's. I looked into it. I looked at the website and I saw one of the people that was speaking. They wrote a book, something about a mensch, and I laughed so hard <laughs> because that was my dad's license plate for the longest time. Um, no. And there was a lot of like. Anyways, there was a lot of thoughts on why he should get rid of it. He did. Thank goodness. Uh, because, you know, some people go up, oh, excuse me, I don't know if you're mensch enough to have that license plate and you go, oh, nice to meet you, sir. Have a lovely day. You know, it just, it was a great conversation piece and honestly leads for great comedy. But that when I saw the mensch thing, I go, oh, this, I love this. I have to read this book and I have to find out what this is. So I love that you're kind yeah, of figuring it out, right? Yeah, it's Eliza Udashkin. She's um, somebody that just, in conversation, something about something that she did sparked, um, you know, we started talking and there was a story there and then she'd written a book and it just, it, she was one of the first people that came on and, and sort of explored this topic with us. So I got a burp, sorry. It makes a coffee. difference. Oh, that's fine. Hey, we do anything on these lives. It's, uh, it's <laughs> in the moment. Yes, and. I had four coffees uh, this morning. I'm like, meh. <laughs> Well, thank you for having the energy to chat with me. I, it's a lot sometimes, right? You got to be like on. This is no, this is life. This is, it's happening. No room. It is. No room and to it's be tired. also, I'm not, I don't know what, I don't want to pick an age, but I'm at a, I'm at a place that it's not the world, not the end of the world that I don't have a ring light right now. Like, it's okay. Like, like I'm not, a, I'm not no. prepared. Not a big Can I tell like, you? I'm, okay. I'm really, Tell me if you feel Where do you this use way? your energy? <laughs> so you do. So you do something called Nevermind Comedy, and it's like essentially, yeah. um, it is. But it's it's pre it's live pre record. Do you put out the complete version of what I? We are starting to do I that. Joined? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's similar ish to this, right? In a sense. So you host it. I enjoyed watching. I think it was Martha Chavez. Am I completely wrong on that name? Yeah. I hope not. She was entertaining. <laughs> I very much El Diablo her. for short. And <laughs> when you were when you were doing it though, it's so funny. I find as a host, I'm always like, okay, here's my background, I'm ready. But as a guest on someone's, I have the worst lighting, the worst audio. I'm just, I'm. T it's like I don't, I'm not considerate for my foul, and I feel so bad. There's literally one I did, and it's just you can't even see my face. It's an outline of my body. And I go, what did I do? That? And it's just, I know, I know it would be nice if I had the good lighting. I just, it wasn't working. Uh, Mother Nature wasn't sunny that day. I don't like to use the lights because it's like blinding in my eyes. 
So I use uh, the window, hence the window chest. But I, yeah, I, I did you know, you reverse the roles and I just, it's, I'm like, oh no, I need everything that I tell my guests to do. And I just, I get it as a guest. I get how it's like, ah, I don't understand this. So I think it's fun. I have a, I have a window tip that I learned. And this Ooh. is like, I mean, all you're doing is showing that, that you're learning and you're growing and you're starting somewhere and you're not like women specifically are so, um, a lot of women in comedy anyways, so focused on getting something just right before they release an album. Alison Dora at Helen Roller talks about this all the time. Okay. Oh no, I just want to polish a little bit more. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write a little bit more, but I'm going to just do some more current stuff. And it's like polish, polish, build, build, wait, wait, put off, put off. And sometimes blossom a brand new comic with five minutes and, and a lot of confidence will, will book an album recording with no material. And it's just, it's women kind of try to, I don't know what it is about it. Like we, we, we want to get it nice. Got to get it nice. Got to get it nice. And it's, it's the earlier in your life, not to be to sabotage your own career and your lighting and your sound, but, but learning to let go of stuff that's, that's pissy fussy. And, and like, what are you really doing? What is, why are you here? Why are you having this conversation? Is the part that makes the most, but here's the lighting tip. Um, when you're using au naturel, the, the the sun as your ring light, uh, yes. God's, God's ring light, um, <laughs> which I do. I have this this space in my house that faces uh, west, and it's this beautiful light in the afternoon. And I was on, I was doing a show, and I thought, oh, do the show, do a little bit of light. It's beautiful. It's low. It's coming right through the window, nice and soft. Um, but the show got pushed back a little bit, and then they wanted me to go long. Cause I was having a good set and they're like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And the sun went down <laughs> and I did, and I was already, it was the most spectacular lighting from here. And then the sun started to go down and then it started. And then, you know, when you're lit from here, it was like, nah. <laughs> and then it just got dark. <laughs> and it was just like, like ghost stories. <laughs> Flashlight from underneath. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like doing, doing comedy from a sleeping bag. <laughs> Oh my god! Which I've done. Hmm. Wait, what? You did comedy yeah. in a sleeping bag? From a sleeping bag, not to an official audience, but I had an audience in the back of a truck. In a yeah, I got lots of stories. Okay, <laughs> okay is this part like condensed you, versions? You, okay, go ahead. I have to hear. Like I I'm traveled across. I traveled across Canada a couple times doing something called the Inside Ride. I was hosting indoor cycling events. Um, not riding a bike, but just riding around with a microphone and pumping everybody up. And it was super fun. And it was for a kids' cancer charity, um, Coast to Coast Kids Cancer. So we went from Newfoundland to St. John's, Newfoundland to Victoria and stopped along the way and did these rides. And our truck was full of bikes and bike trainers and sound equipment. And we would drive to a town, unload. All the people would come. They'd ride bikes. They'd fundraise. We'd sing and dance and have a great time. And then we would leave town. So we'd pack everything into the truck and leave. But the fun part was that in the very back of the truck, closest to the cab, we had bunk beds. And that's where we would sleep at night. So, we had, so somewhere up near Wawa, we got in early, but it was so cold and everything was closed. And the place that we had to pull over for the side of the night wasn't a truck stop. It was just a like, pullover. It was beautiful because we were in the wilderness. However, it was October and we were freezing and we had to get in our sleeping bags because it was so cold. Like we had our jackets on, we had toques on. And we had one little light hanging in the back and we could hear animals. Like it was just bananas. And we were, and we just, I started doing comedy from the sleeping bag. It was fun. I said, I'm going to do 10 minutes. And my friends were like, yeah. And we're drinking wine in our sleeping bags. It was an adventure. Does the comedy just come to you? Is it just like, God, I hope so. Does the brain just not stop? I, I'm always curious as to what you, like how, what do you find funny? Um, you know, in to the first part of your question answers the second part is you never oh. turn it off. Like you just, you know, comedy comes from being observant and having, uh, I was talking to Simon Rackoff about this, how you have, if you have that kind of ADD brain that's looking for things, like looking for answers and looking for connections. And it, once you flip that switch as a comedian, it's like, you can't really not do it. Because like everything's an opportunity, like right, like I'm in a I'm in a place right now, this beautiful space. It looks like um, the flash dance, 
like my favorite movie of all time, Flesh Dance, where, the, where she death, where she does the, the dancing for the people and she goes across and she's like, meh, 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 to the people on the, on the board. There's probably something funny in that in here. I don't know. Probably. It's, I don't know. It's just that you, you once your switch is flipped on, um, it, you can't not see comedy. So in short answer is yes, it comes to me, um, but only because I'm looking for it, I think. Like you just, you just always are on guard for a bit. But I find life presents with so many opportunities for comedy. And I don't know if I'm just sometimes when I, you know, when something dark happens and I go, what's the funny part of this? <laughs> like, is that healthy? Question mark. Uh, I don't know. But then I find some other comedians agree with me and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not alone. Uh, but maybe is that like a defense mechanism on my end? I don't know. Now this feels like a therapy session. So I'm glad I got the question oh, out there. Okay. I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm here for that. Uh, I think, so you, if you see dark, you see, you find, you're fine. You know when some, like when the world comedy. goes, the world goes crazy. Oh, yeah. just hypothetically never happened. But when that does occur, like for me, the tendency is to go, well, what's the funny part of this? What's, I mean, I, I do a show, the show I do, the Nevermind show is for Gilda's club and the audience primarily when we, when we broadcast it live is for, for the people that are in treatment and people that are, you know, have been dealt a really shitty card. Um, and we talk about it. Like we, it's like, there's nothing funny about cancer, but then there's everything funny about life. And if your life involves a cancer diagnosis, there's something there, <laughs> you know, there's, there's. I don't know. I think I think comedy is like a uh, a way to shine a light on dark stuff. It's a, it's a really I always sort of reference my teachers in school that were funny. Like the teachers that were funny, it like cracked open a piece of your brain, and whatever the information was was getting in easier because it was had this levity to it. Um, just sitting and studying something dark and horrible would have been a bit harder because you don't want to your, your brain doesn't want that stuff in but if you can you know you're you're programmed to push out shitty dark stuff so maybe if if comedy is a way to crack a door open and let stuff in that you need to understand this is a different route yeah i think it's i think finding i mean there's there's you can go so far as if your you know toxic positivity is like a new buzzword where you're so far into the the light in the darkness that you just look like you're ignoring the world is on fire like you, you don't want to go so far that you're just gaslighting you know the end of the world really you know so you want to sort of be in that place where where you can raise questions and and find funny so that there's a conversation happening whether it's you talking and people laughing there's there's words out there that mean something to somebody Get really woo woo woo. This is used to be a yoga studio. That's why I'm doing that. I'm all woo woo. <laughs> oh no, I, I I think it's a great space. I'm liking the light going on. It's high ceilings. I'm a fan. It looks like high ceilings. You could be sitting and crouching. Okay. I, know, I mean I'm the sitting. pole. It's so my versatile. Chair. Okay, you're pool. It's actually it's like really short. Okay. Yeah, it's like a it's Scandinavian stripper pole. <laughs> it's like a, like a Scandinavian stripper pole. It's square. It's four angles very, very, very architectural. <laughs> you can't spin. You just, oh my God. No I've never heard it. that. Okay. And I love that. <laughs> that just came to me. That's so funny. So there's the answer to your question. Square stripper poles just floating out in the universe. And I grabbed it. Hey, have I mean, you made big magic? Like, have I made big magic? <laughs> that's the question for later. Red big magic by Elizabeth oh. Gilbert. I have not. No. Oh boy. Okay. So reading suggestions. It's a great book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and people go, "Ooh, gross!" Elizabeth Gilbert show "Eat, Play, Love." Eat, Pray, Love, and then Julia Roberts made a movie and blah. Oh right. Um, however, that same. How do you great. really? I love that book and that story, but I, I think it got so much traction that people wanted to cancel it for whatever reason. Uh, but the the book Big Magic that she wrote after that is about creativity and. Um, she has, she talks about um, ideas being like floating around, like if they're like I, the world, there's just ideas everywhere and you grab the ones that are yours and sometimes they'll come at you and if you don't grab them, they, they go 
float off to somewhere else. So the ones that you want, you grab. The ones that go by aren't meant for you. It's just, I, I'm not doing oh. it any justice, but it's a really, no, it really I, but I agree with, me, with that. Do you, oh my gosh. That's so, it's like so not everything is yours, but something. Because did you is, ever write things? And then it's like, you didn't do anything with it. You're sitting on it. And then someone else writes the exact same thing. It's on TV and you go, but, but yes. I swear I have a thing. I, uh, we, we were working on it. I had a partner. We had character. And I'm like, oh God, why? And now I can't do it. Yeah, it's done very upsetting yeah. it's very it's yeah. very recent that's why i'm very passionate oh. it was a couple I'm weeks sorry, ago. I know. Like, it's, but, it's well, really we were so hurtful. smart we were totally honest well they were too and they, it's produced it's done it's on air <laughs> yep i mean that's like the, it happens well, at lightning speed with comedy right so like if something's out there that if there's a joke that needs to be i mean look what happened when when will smith slept chris rock oh i don't know what you're talking about was, that, what is this thing <laughs> it was just like boom everybody has a take but, but I think ideas are a little bit more juicy and, and um, that one wasn't meant for you. You got to kind of look at it that way. It'll drive you crazy. So I, you know what? So I thought gonna... that one personally was going to be way too popular. And I'm like, everyone's going to do this. I'm going to find yeah. something else. But not everyone's You're not going to be able to go to, you won't be able to do this anymore. They'll be too, they'll crash yeah. the internet. It's oversaturated. They don't need my take on it. Let everyone else have their fun. And I will continue working on this. Uh, hopefully finish it before someone else does it. Oh God, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> mm, this is nice. Oh nice. yeah, you're. I mean, I love, look, chatting. I love chatting with you. You're. I, seen I know people in so long. You're oh, also, like... you got a shout out. I do believe it's Winnie Wong. It said Wonder Wong, but I'm gonna go with Winnie Wong. And she said you are a comedy oh, rock star. And wow. she's a PR rock star. Well, okay, honestly, she said rock guitar, but I believe she meant to say rock star. If rock guitar, rock guitar means anything to you, take it. Yeah. That's my band name. No, I don't know. Rock I guitar. can see that. <laughs> Goose and the Rock Guitars. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Goose and the Rock Guitars. Move over, I'm Barney Bentall. Good yeah. name. Oh, so can we please promote your uh, show that is coming up? Oh, my gosh. I want to say April 23rd. I, I like, look at and research all this stuff. Is it the 24th? Am I right? 25th, 25th. Oh, Monday. One of the 20s. Monday. Okay. Monday. Oh, that's Monday, coming up. Monday. Okay. I'm so excited. Ex I'm, just... I'm excited. Okay. Are you coming? Like, oh, well, I, I feel like I have to now, you know? I'm like, oh, no. I actually, I did want to. I, um... I'm going to send you a ticket. Oh, well, no, I'm definitely coming. I love my freebies. If you've watched this, you would know. Uh, anything free? <laughs> yes. Yes, and. Uh... <laughs> yes, and no, you're coming. It's actually not, it was $10, right? It's not overly pricey. Yeah, we made, it, but... we made the ticket price really low. And, I appreciate and, that. You know what? what is the first, what's the, the first... protocol there? Is it like, because um, I'm awkward now socially, it's, I would very open to it. Um, I'm like, do I take my mask off? Do I curtsy to not shake your hand? What is the protocol? Um, people go in for the <laughs> hug and I'm not there yet, but then they're on me already. So then I shower when I get home. It's very frustrating. I'm like I'm running out of shampoo. <laughs> but also, is there a protocol when people come? It's called... I want to say it's called a Betty. And the Betty. Be okay. Um, but please tell the viewers what we are looking forward to. The, the Betty is, um, in short, uh, the show that I've always wanted to do. Like, I've produced a lot of things and for other people, and, and I've always wanted to have um, something like this. So the us OG comics that <laughs> have been around for a while. Back in the day, this is where, sort of where it comes from. Um, the, the thing that helped us grow the most was the community and having access to headliners. Cause you'd go, like we'd be at um, the Blackfoot Inn in Calgary and everybody would stay there. And you'd just go to the show and you'd stay to the end and you'd watch the headliner and then you'd hang after. Or like in Vancouver, we'd go and we'd, there was a place next door that we'd go to. So there was always this sort of, um, not, not that we were like fangirling or, but there was just, there was so much to learn from watching somebody who goes last because the headliners are always at the end, do their stuff. Cause it's just, it's so, it's so um, polished and like they made their way there and that's ultimately where you want to go. So what's, what's happened over time is, is because everybody's producing shows and it's fantastic. You can get stage time anywhere, which is like the, you know, what you need is stage time, stage time, stage time. Um, but what's happening is this, if you, if you do your five minutes at one place and you bolt somewhere else and do another five and you bolt somewhere else and you're, you're never sticking around for that headliner, 
Right. And there's, there's a lot of movement. Like if people are just like blasting around town and it's really exciting. It's really fun to do that. I want to create a space that's more um, built for watching headliners for, for lack of a better explanation. So um, it's a show. It's early on a Monday, so it's not really competing with anybody else in town. I don't want to do that. Uh, it's an hour long, uh, three or four headliners doing like three or four pro comics that I booked and I, I'm booked into December because everybody's totally excited about this. I can't believe it. Um, it and they're, they're 15 minute spots. If you're like the first four that we have on Monday, they're all going to, it's all women and they're going to um, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. They're all, they all got the festival this year. So they're going to come run their sets. So you can come and see Martha Chavez, Shannon Laverty, um, Sabrina Douglas, just be Shannon Douglas, um, and Adrian Fish. They're all going to Winnipeg, so I'm like, I'm going to get those four in the first show. And it's not it's not always a um, female only show. It's okay. um, female first, non-binary folks, BIPOC folks, people that don't always get at the front of the line get priority. So uh, it's a really different lineup each time but it's going to be people that get paid to do comedy. It's not an open mic. So Whoa. that's what I wanted to do. So I wanted to, to have comics be able to come and watch and, and just see four headliners in one show doing 15. That's like, like they're set. <laughs> like it's like, I love that. It's, it's hard to get, it's hard to get like 10, 12 minutes in a row in front of a good audience to make a good tape, right? You want to submit to a festival or you want to have a little bit of a, a reel right. on your website or something, where do you do that? Um, and the, my friends at the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, we've been doing, we've been grappling with comedy for about five years, trying to figure out how to do it, how to do it at a live event and, and it works. And then they've taken over this beautiful space and they have a clubhouse now. So it's like a permanent space. So they asked me to come in and do, can you come do something funny? I said, yes, I will do my dream. I'll do the show that I always wanted to have to go and sit in the back at and hang out. So yeah. And the comments are getting paid. So I love that. I'm so excited. I've decided I'm going to be the one with the awkward laugh. So they know it's not a laugh track. And then, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, but I'm also going to laugh at awkward times and just, you know, they're pros. They should be ready for it. It's not heckling. It's being oddly supportive. I've just decided this now. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but we'll see. (laughs) It's called the comedy support laugh. I do it's it like uh what kind of laugh it's like what, an, empath- your... an empathy laugh it's like you're trying to laugh for the people that might not be or the people that are awkward and don't want to you know not sure if or they're with somebody they're not sure they want to laugh about that joke in front of that person so they're like mm. so I try to make up for like the the smaller the crowd the more obnoxious I am at the back of the room with my comedy support <laughs> laugh because I want the person that's performing to do well so I'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear me at the back sometimes just like a bark oh, like Oh, that's me. If you're, if you're listening to an that's, album, that's better than anything. I was, I was gonna go like, ah, like really obnoxious, but I really oh, like some, that because I want to do the laugh that makes other people laugh, and then the whole room's laughing and we're being supportive. Uh, that's that's the, but also awkward times to keep the energy up, right? Like, yeah. let us go. Everyone's laughing. You didn't think that was funny? I do. Why aren't you laughing? You're weird for not laughing. Whole thing. You know what? Anybody that wants to laugh, hire laugh track people. Bring them into comedy shows. This is a goldmine. This is like anyone starting out. They need validation. We are paid to laugh. You're welcome. So you just need one good one. It's like a. It's like like sourdough starter. You just shove one into the group, and and it sort of gets bubbles everybody else because laughter is infectious. It's true. Like COVID. Like back when that was. Oh, that's uh, laughter is like COVID. Quote from Anna. Okay. We just have our masks on, and when the masks poof out from laughter, we know it's a good show. Yeah. So, so like laughter is very infectious. Um, answering rhetorical questions because you know the comic not so just not that you do that. I just had an experience not too long oh ago my God, doing a show, fun. and I, this person was talking to me, like having a conversation because they knew me, and I'm like you know, we're doing a show. Like I finally had to say, you know, we're because they just ask a question is rent. Like I'd be talking about fishing or something and you go, you know, what kind of fish? And I'd be like, what? And you wouldn't kind of, you wouldn't hear them. I was like, just play along. Just pretend it's, pretend it's TV. You know, laugh your ass off. Don't ask it questions. 
I mean, people could think they're planted and then this is your new bit. Yeah, not if you're not if you tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that that's I mean, I sometimes find it funny when people swear at other people. Is that wrong or right? I don't know. But No, when a when a kid does it, when a baby swears. Oh, did yeah. I mean that's that's kind of oddly cute in a way that they're no longer pure and they also learned it from somewhere and you gotta find out who. It was probably me. I did it. Okay. <laughs> my my nephew when he was a baby. He, uh, a bebe, yeah. was putting on his, his gumboots and he was wrestling with them. I have and no idea what a gumboot is. Like, like um, rubber boots. Oh, gumboots. interesting. I love so that. So he's pulling on, pull on his gumboots and uh, said, fuck. <laughs> like a little baby voice. Fuck. His mom goes, Peter, what did you say? He goes, chickens say cluck. Like, that's a good thing. Baby. Sharp. That's so sharp. Yeah, that's so there's actually, that's we're having the um i'm at the this is the room that we're going to do the show in by the way um at the in the at 967 college street um the they're making this place it's a um clubhouse but they're having community events like they're going to do the what the the bevies used to be the big giant outdoor beer festivals they're going to do them more often and a little tighter in here it's a beautiful space so there's a bevy next friday um there's the betty on monday and then this afternoon, there's like a drop-in baby time. <laughs> People, local local women in the neighborhood that have new babies, they come and they just like roll around the floor back here. There's a little mat. Oh, a little mat. You can have a little nap on there later. Look at how cute that is. I don't think it should just be for babies. I think everyone should just be allowed to roll. <laughs> Society of rolling on the sidewalk. Toronto's clean. I'm going to teach and them how to I dance like Jennifer Beals. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a feeling. I think you're onto something. I remember back in the day, I taught this thing called Zumbini. It was like Zumba for babies. So I think there's potential for, you know, little flash Baby dancers. Zumba? Yeah. That's awesome. It was interesting. How the hell did you teach a baby how to do Zumba? The problem I have is I think everyone should be more capable than they are. So it was very unsuccessful. Um, you know, I'm like, why are you crying? We're making art. Uh, oh, because so you're a baby. What can I do? What can I do better? Hit me up. What could you do you like better? People that, what did you just say? People, you like to, people to live up to their potential? You just said something like that. Like you oh, like people probably. to do their well, best. I or, honestly was going yeah. to challenge you to do the flash dance in the space, but I don't know how that will work on a live. And I also know we're over the half hour time frame because I like chatting with you. So I don't know how much time we have here. I could roll around on the floor a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure you could. If I was wearing a better, hang on. Um, oh my God. I need the music. so funny. I, that's the problem, right? And the music won't come through. That's but, the only... Because she does girl. this. But a slow... I can't remember how she danced. All alone, I I love that movie. Oh my god! I used wow. to do that. In the, I used to do that in the Lund Hall. I used to go get the key to the Lund Hall in my little town, um, and put on the flash dance music, and, like dance around like I was in the movie. Super fun. It's a good dance. Yeah, this is a very this Instagram live. Um, it's like you don't know there's people there. Oh <laughs> like, no, you're doing you and great. Right I'm, I'm like, oh, she's doing it. She's going for it. I love comedians. Uh, oh, also, Sneakist, uh, Naomi gave us uh, a shout out oh, that Winnie Sneakist. is already working on PR for Goose and the Rock Guitars. So get excited. <laughs> right on. The next uh, firecracker. Uh, look. I love it. I love the firecrackers. Yeah, they're great. I was, I was a firecracker. I'm a, I'm a firecracker cheering in the outfield. And How did you guys, uh, but, how did you come to being, how did you, how did everyone meet? I'm always curious, like, how do people know other people? Do you just find oh, funny people? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know what? Firecracker Department is a cardio up. So <laughs> you're welcome. Cardio. That was always the most, doing that was the most cardio I've done in two years. Pando, card, pando cardio. Just jump your up on your chair and then you're okay. Jesus. Um, Firecracker started by, um, it started as a podcast. Naomi Sneakers' podcast. And then Sneakers, as, as she does, goes, hmm, maybe I can, hmm. So she, we hit, there were some coffees. We went for coffees and we're like, hmm, we should do something. And, and she created this, this enormous group of women 
and non-binary folks supporting each other. It's all been online because it went right into um, COVID. So it, it, it's been like this beautiful place for people to stay connected during COVID and people in the arts and people that want, are like arts adjacent. And um, it's, I, I shut down Facebook this year. So I've really missed that community. Um, I actually am gonna log back on again. I wanted to give it a little test just to see how I did without Facebook for How did you months. do? How was this experiment? Literally a social experiment. It was. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I guess the experiment will be what I go back on and see if anybody's still there. <laughs> you know what's funny? I might have messaged you on Facebook and been like, does she not want to be on this podcast? I'm half insulted. Uh, I ghosted so you. I might be ghosting. I think I ghosted my sister yesterday. It's her birthday. I meant, to, I meant to phone her and then I started helping somebody with a, they got trapped in an Eventbrite funnel. They're just, they, something got set up weird and I was helping them. And just turned can into do that. A, it's very oh, frustrating. Oh it's like my a gosh. Vortex. Don't it's, look directly at Eventbrite. <laughs> get lost. That is a thing. Unbelievable. Yeah. But no, I, I think like everything, the firecrackers, you like you, I read your bio. I'm like, what don't you do at this point? Because it resonated with me. I remember the Gilda's Club. Um, the reason I know it, I think I told you, I auditioned to be Gilda Radner. They were doing, I guess, a biopic or something when I was a kid like young ah. Gilda. So I learned all about her and all about her journey. And now as an adult and I read her bio again and I go, oh my God, why would she be not diagnosed on time? That's just a sidebar for health. And I get frustrated with the health system, but like yep. the whole Gilda's club and everything that it stands for, I think it's, it's just such a, a great facility and just something amazing to be a part of. And I was just curious how you connected with them. They, um, I always feel like I've been pointed at that place for a long time. Like I, I was such a Gilda Radner fan when like I give her credit for being the person that made me think about, start thinking about comedy. So uh, I feel like she's, you know, that inspo has been in my back pocket the whole time. And, and I always, I, I, when I moved to Toronto, I phoned Gilda's club. Hi, I'm a Canadian. Thinking they go, great. Want to be on the big gala? Sure. <laughs> That's what I thought, how, how I thought it worked. And then I learned it didn't work that way. So, you know, skip ahead 20 years later and uh, I did a show down at the clubhouse with some guys that were running a regular show and they asked if I would take it over. And so originally it was a live stand-up show at the clubhouse for the people that were um, using the facilities. And it was really fun. And the comics all over Toronto, like my lovely friends, nobody said no. Like it was just, it was such a fun show. Uh, and it started there and then then they were asked me to help do the um curate the performers for the uh big gala like the, the one that i wanted to be on they asked me to help produce it i was like okay careful what you wish for like be specific about your dreams <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're doing a vision board make sure you put cut out of you on the stage not just the stage because whatever so they, um, I was gonna, I was helping like make a phone calls and, and there was beautiful people saying yes. And, and we'd walk through the theater and then COVID hit and they closed the clubhouse, they moved out um, and they went completely virtual. Cause I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, no, that makes sense, actually. gigantic, yeah. beautiful facility. It's expensive. Yeah. And so they, 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 they're refocusing their, their efforts online. And because of that, there are no borders to people seeking access and support and like people from far away can come to a yoga online or a, or a support group or a, you know, there's ways to, to sort of find your way through a cancer diagnosis through people that have lived that just ahead of you. So there's, it's a community of people that you can tap. It's much like the firecracker does with, um, you know, it's like, come here. What do you need? Okay. Go over there. Like it's that kind of thing. So if somebody comes, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. I don't know how to talk to my kids about this. There's something that Gildas can send you to. And so they're like this portal for, for all the help you could imagine um, outside of medical, you know, cause it's, it's a pretty lonely thing to get a cancer diagnosis cause nobody knows what to say. When you, so they don't say anything. And then you're super alone because people don't know how to talk to you. Um, and yeah, I just, I, that's, I've been pointed at this place and I'm so grateful to be able to, do something in Gilda's name. It feels like a, a little bit like a dream. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it freaks me out. Like my, my name's next to her name all the time. Like it just, every once in a while, eight-year-old me goes, holy shit. 
because I was an eight-year-old that sweared. <laughs> yeah, you're a progressive. Um, That's one of my nephews when he's putting his boots on. <laughs> it's a proud, proud aunt moment right there. That's hmm. create a wall. His first swear. <laughs> Some people measure height. I measure swear words. It's fine. It's, it's cool. <laughs> but it's it's just everything you're doing. I just think it's, you're just, do you ever feel like you overextend yourself? Is that a, a problem you get into? Up until, uh, yes. And I really have learned how to say no and not oh, feel that's bad a, about that's saying no. That's a hard skill. No. Yeah. Really hard. Really hard. Because you want to, really... there's so many great things, right? There's so much to do. And there's mm -hmm. so many great people doing great things. And you're like, I want to do it all. But then like, can I? Yeah. Ugh. And I want to help people. Like I got yeah. skills that people need. Um, but I also tend to put um, other people's help ahead of my, you know, I'll put my screenplay aside to help somebody with something. And I got to stop doing that. So the only way to do that is to say no to things um, and to build your own dream. Right. Because you, you have the controls. Right. If you, if you find yourself in a position where you're, you're putting all your energy into somebody else's dream is that like if that's if that dream matches your dream give her but if, it, if you see you know different path take your path for god's sakes yeah. you don't know where you're going but you can get back <laughs> take your path what's the work for the road come come with me on my journey <laughs> come with me we're, going into, we're gonna go do a show during we're gonna do a, a monday night seven o'clock show oh uh where, where is this address on College Street again? It is 967 College Street. It is um, the Society Clubhouse, and it's right around uh, College and Delaware, Delaware, which is the first street I ever lived on when I moved to Toronto. So that's why I always mention Delaware. Circle. Nobody knows Delaware. That's, yeah. I lived, that's it's fun. funny, I lived probably a 45-second walk from where Comedy Bar is now. And now I'm producing a show that's on the other end of that same street Ooh. in a room that looks like it could be a flash dance set. I'm living the dream. You know, I am expecting on Monday that before anyone goes on, we're going to just see your version of flash dance. No pressure. Wearing a bodysuit, high neck bodysuit. Has to be. Keep your decolletage a secret. As a spin instructor, you gotta you gotta have high necks. I learned about your bike boy. I taught I taught spin for a while, and I learned very quickly that you can't wear a low cut. So spin, shirt. I, when I read that you did spin, is this like you know the ridiculous Soul Cycle stuff, or is this different? It's it's that, but not without. Is there a better way to phrase that? Maybe okay, a little less judgmental. Soul, potentially. Soul, okay. soul Cycle is, is very specific. What Soul Cycle is, and the people that go to Soul Cycle, I was more. Um, I need the candles and a dark environment. Okay. Yeah, no, I I was like played seventies music on Christmas Eve, and it was fun. Had lots of moms that just dropped their kids off and came to my class. It's a riot. But there's I, but there's something just, about that group fitness environment, right? Like that energy that's and it's just you know you go in, you do your thing, you leave, you're like haha, endorphins, fun. I like, yeah, you know what? I just I was having a conversation early this morning with somebody about. Uh, fitness Ugh. Uh, and <laughs> they were comparing fitnesses I was like I don't want to talk about this <laughs> I, I haven't done any of that in a while I want to talk about my back surgery uh, oh no so, we will talk I love well, I, I do like discussing it because I want to make sure you're okay but that's just like the physio and oh, I mean that's a sidebar I feel we'll great let me dance okay. look at the power of my dance I actually thought it was great I'm like oh okay but it's so frustrating when like something limits you from doing something that you used to do at least I find it frustrating so the conversation we were having was about uh, fitness and being a fitness instructor. And the reason I became a fitness instructor, because I love cycling. Like, it's just like, I'm a cyclist and was in Vancouver and got, really got into it here and was part of a group of people that would go out all the time and do these big massive rides. Um, and when I was teaching, it was, I realized that I was giving all my fitness juju or my whatever it is that I was giving it away. And I, and I started to, yeah, you start feel yucky about it because it's kind of the job some days. It's like, I see that. Up. And so I, I left, I stopped teaching because of COVID, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go back because I feel like I've taken it back. Like I ride my bike at home and I'm like, yeah, this is it's, 
I have you know? never had this conversation with a fitness instructor before. I used to teach fitness as well. And I Did you? love, yeah, I love how you phrase that because you have to give so much and it's to a point where, yeah, I do think I've reached that. There were times where I just started to hate fitness. I see that. Because yeah, it's it, like it's, so much of you goes into each class at least. And because you're like, you're performing, you're on, how's everyone doing? You safe, cool. And then it's, oh my God, it's so tiring. Uh, again, mm. like I love, I'm a performer, but yeah, I can, I can see part of me going, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like that. And I know there are certain parts where I took a step back and yeah, COVID, I kind of stopped teaching as well. Yeah. I hadn't considered not going back. I probably just filmed stuff at home because I felt like dancing. But I, I see that. I see it taking, yeah, a part of you. And you're like, I want to keep it for myself. I want to be a little selfish, yeah. but it's not selfish. It's self-preservation. When oh. you look at the, the, the payoff for, for giving all your energy to a class. Yeah. And then you look at the payoff for giving that energy to yourself at home and what you're working on at home and the time, you know, you get off the bike and you got your endorphins, you can dive into what you're writing. You know, you could do, you got to jump off your bike and then you got to clean it and you got to stretch with everybody <laughs> and you got to walk through the gym and talk to everybody that has a question. And it's just like, wow, wow, wow. And, and I just, I, it feels a little bit selfish. And it's also in that kind of no category of like, oh, take that back for me. So. I probably like, gotta start, Thanks you gotta for start teaching it. like life lessons here. Cause I, my mind has expanded very much. Mm. I, I don't know what I expected from this chat. I just wanted to like discuss how awesome you are and like, you're doing Aww. everything. And That's I'm really tired nice. reading your resume. Uh, because <laughs> I'm like, what isn't she doing? Uh, you know what? I, kept that a, I didn't have it. I only just put it up recently. I never had it on my website for the long time. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of low key. Do you just hate like, writing bios though? Is this a thing? Cause this is like a common thing. Every time I ask someone for a bio and this is what I'm asked for a bio. I'm like, I don't know who I am today. Here's the gist of it. Uh, I'll yeah. edit it. And it changes every day. I'm like, I well, don't know if I'm doing bios, this anymore. <laughs> bios aren't forever. And, and yeah. they're like a living document, I think. And, and I just, I look at it every once in a while and just make sure it's accurate. And I move the stuff that I'm working on that was uh, starting soon. And you move it to the top of the bio because it's happening now. You, you just kind of rejig it. Um, and you take stuff yeah, out that's not away. important anymore. Like I just, if something's kind of redundant, take it out. Kill a darling. As Stephen King says, look at your resume. Kill some darlings. Nobody cares that you did a fucking Cavendish commercial in 1999. But how good was the commercial? I got, I got cut out of it, but my sleeve made it in. So I got paid. And... I got in trouble for eating the fries. That was my lesson. You don't eat the food when you're on a food commercial. Go figure. Don't put the fries in your mouth. They're like, excuse me? They're great fries. Is that still a thing? Because I thought now there's like a spit bucket and you have to eat it. Maybe. I have no idea. I've never done another commercial since. <laughs> I, so, okay. I love how as an actor, like I never knew you could get cut out of a commercial until I got cut out of a commercial. I just didn't know this was a thing. You're like, you booked it. I was on set. I filmed this. Hair and makeup. I'm going to get paid. Oh, uh, there's the option to not use me. But, but I auditioned. I, I, I made the cut. Oh, there's more. It's not, don't get excited to the final cut. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Great. Amazing. I Bye showed awesome. up green. I showed up green to that, to that first on camera thing. <laughs> My first SOC and didn't have much after that, but I'm still very green. And, and I, I went, when I did um, uh, comics for CBC, they said this, this stand up comedy show. Um, yeah half an hour special and it was you know it was like back it would be like what a netflix like a crave special is now like a half an hour of your own show and you right. had bumpers that you'd that you'd shoot and stuff um when i showed up at cbc to they put me in my green room and i was, did hair and makeup and i was sitting there and then a, a talent wrangler came and asked me you know do you want to look around cbc you want to do some stuff i'd flown from vancouver so it was all new uh and i didn't know what a talent wrangler was and i thought this was just a really nice lady and I thought, I have a friend. I have a friend in Toronto. I might move here. I made a friend. And she's like showing me around CBC and she's getting me coffee. I'm like, this is so nice. I didn't realize it was her job to be my friend, but it was a nice experience. I had a friend. I love that positive outlook though. I don't want that to change. I want people to always think they have a friend. Because then it's like, I have an ally. So at least one person's going to laugh at my jokes. We're friends now. We sure. have coffee together. Yeah. I can take that. Oh, that's wait, careful. Is this, can I watch this comics? I I couldn't see it online, but maybe I didn't. It's on VHS. 
There may be a product ah, showing today. I actually okay, got it. Really I got is. the digital. Okay. So anybody that has a comics, there's some. There's a little man at, at CBC, the librarian, that has like he's like the archive librarian or something. And and if you can find him, he can get you a digital copy of your old stuff somewhere. But he's the guy. I don't know what his name is, but find me and I'll tell you who he is. Like we'll look it up. But but I got a digital copy of comics. It wasn't the it wasn't the um, the bumpers, like the skits in between, but it was the um, the stand-up part. So it was just pretty special because we didn't we didn't videotape everything we did back in 1998. So I mean, so in it, general, I feel like to see myself theater, moving around yeah. as a 25 yeah. year old. It's like, look at me. You gotta you gotta oh, share really. this with the world, unless it's not content that you're willing to share. But if you are. Um, I'm not allowed to share it. I have to, like, I had to sign an agreement oh. saying I wouldn't broadcast it because they own it. So. Well, then never mind. Okay. <laughs> never mind comedy. Okay. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> hey. Deep. Got it. Yeah, it's, uh, just keep it coming. Um, I, I don't want to keep you for longer, but I keep wanting to talk to you. It's a real problem I have. I don't know how to end conversations. You know, I, like, just I, I, pulled, I didn't pay for parking. <laughs> I just pulled up and ran in here. Like, oops, I just realized I do that a lot. I get the number so, um, and I go, I'm going to remember that for when I go inside. Shit, it's so hard. W would you like to pay for parking and we end the chat? I really hope you didn't get a ticket. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a okay. Good, a good reason. But, um, I mean, look, I think we're going to like, I got to come to your show. Everyone should come to the this, this show on Monday. Very exciting. I'm going to send you a ticket. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'd love to have you. No, I'd love to come. It's a I, fun. You know what? Fun I feel like people. everyone needs to laugh. And if you don't think it's funny, laugh harder. That's the, that's the comedy <laughs> that we will. There's a comedy show at the comedy show. There will yeah, be comedy. Yeah. If you can do sit and rock, watch Martha. paper, scissors to be a headliner? Like, how do the headliners choose who goes last? It's, there's three headliners, and we're just going to, depending on who has to be where, when. Oh, it, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll figure it out when they get here. Like we'll just maybe we'll do rock, paper, scissors, or maybe somebody is having an awkward day and doesn't want to go first. Or like I haven't done comedy in, in a room like this for a couple of years. It's going to be weird. Like I don't, I, I just hope some people don't come and <laughs> write reviews and stuff. Like Jesus. Like I'm like, oh, I will, you, I will write a polish in a and I will put it on a blog that no one will see, but it will be there. It will <laughs> rip me. She was unprepared. She should I be hosting. Like, she was unprepared. I was like, I've only been outside for a day. <laughs> what is this world? Years. My, my oh, ring light excited. up in the sky is shining today. Oh, this is going to be. No, I'm excited to see it. I love what you're doing. Keep on being awesome. Thank you for. Do you have any final words for aspiring comics out there in the world? It's going to sound very self-serving, but come and come and watch people that are really, really, really good. Not me. Not me. I'm definitely not going to be shining bright and I'm going to host and hand off no, the mic okay. very quickly. Is this a woman thing or do you not have confidence in your ability? Like, let's just, you're going to be no, awesome. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to resonate realistic. with your hilariousness. Okay. I think you're funny without being funny. You know what? If I can't remember my jokes, I'm going to do the flash dance shit. So something's going to happen. I bought a mic there stand. You? I got a brand new mic stand. I always I wanted to that. own my own proper mic stand with the nothing bendy in the middle. I hate those kind of mic stands. So. I do. I agree. I painted yeah. a color. Oh, you've got projects yeah. to work on. Okay, yeah, we do so have to you end what, new, I can't stop new, talking. I have a new. new oh, wait, you know what? I'm actually getting new. my guest to end the chat. That's what I decided last chat. It was very exciting. So if you would like to say final words, thank the viewers for watching. I like to put, uh, put people to work for no reason. There you go. How to close the show. Yeah, um, now we're testing your, tip your abilities, right? Tip, tip, tip your weight stuff. <laughs> stick around right after though. the show have a beer there's a nice place to hang out in front and have a beer and visit with the comics and talk talk shop and i'd love this to turn into like a big kind of hangout green room vibe over time you know people just want to stay and sit and bs and tell road stories i miss that i miss green rooms i nobody's I allowed just, to draw on the walls though <laughs> you would draw i mean like here's yeah. you're gonna keep bringing up stories i need to i'm know sorry i'm sorry <laughs> No, it's a problem. I'm like, you're fascinating. So maybe just stop being fascinating. And uh, <laughs> I've lived a life. Hey, I don't know how to smoke, but this is how I would do it. Uh, <laughs> object work. <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Anna, thank okay. you so much for taking the time thank to chat you. with me. So I will fun. promote as much as I can. No, this was a pleasure. I love, um, and thank you everyone for watching and go. Oh yeah, there's people. Monday thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks. thanks folks. <laughs> All right. Oh, have a good one. Thanks. Okay. I got to end this, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll end button. it. Okay.